Welcome to episode seven of Unless You Live Hardcore. I'm Kyle Forsyth. I'm Jake Ford. What's going on? What's up? What's Kyle? up? What's up? How's it going? We were just talking before we started about how YouTube is striking us for playing music. Yeah, dude. dude. Every single episode has been copyright strike, and um, I don't know <laughs> if that has anything to do with the fact we've been getting zero views on most of the YouTube videos, but I'm going to blame that. Yeah, this is on you guys. Instead of our own audience. I'm going to blame that, dude. No, go watch us on YouTube and, uh, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube. But they are striking our shit, dude, so we'll never be able to monetize it anyways. Yeah, it's fine. Um, It's all right. You know, at some point, it might be fine to you. It it's, might be fine I, to you, Kyle, but I'm a capitalist and I'm trying. I'm not willing to give up another cash stream. Are you another income stream? dude? It's fine for right now. With the number of views we're getting, it's fine. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what I mean. It's, right now, it's fine. In the future, uh, yeah. probably not. You know, like we'll have to figure ho- that out. Hopefully it's not fine in the future. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Right now, it's fine. Um, but yeah. it's like I was saying, like, I think it's because the maximum that you can do is 15 seconds of a song without getting a copyright strike from my understanding, from what I've heard from other podcasters and stuff yeah. is that that's like the max you get is 15 seconds, which that's not enough to no. like really do any sort of commentary on like a song. Like what? There's not even like a, most songs don't even have sections that are only 15 seconds long. You know what I mean? Especially like hardcore metal music. The breakdown takes at least 30 seconds to get to. Yeah, you know? like the build yeah. up to the breakdown. A lot of times, the yeah, breakdown yeah, yeah, itself dude. is thirty seconds at minimum. Yeah, what are we gonna do? Just like play a build up to a breakdown and then be like, "All right, guys, that's all we can play without <laughs> yeah. losing our ad revenue on this video." So go ahead that's and like, listen. That's to like the... edging a person, and then you just like you walk away when you're finally like about to let them come. You're like, "Nah, never mind, dude." <laughs> yeah it's exactly never it's just, mind it's exactly that just get them to the peak and if you guys want to hear how heavy that gets go play that song yeah, on go Apple listen Music. to that on your own finish yourself off <laughs> <laughs> it gets real heavy after that part though we swear trust yeah. me trust yeah. me it'll make you feel real good listen to it go listen to it <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Oh, well, for right now, we'll get the strikes. We'll try and be more Dude, cautious. I don't give a shit can, about the but strikes. But it is what man. it is, man. I don't yeah. think that, like, they don't, like, ban people for that, right? It's because it's no. not like, uh, we're not actually getting copyright strikes. We're getting copyright claims. The strikes are when you, like, if you get three of those, they, like, take your channel down. Yeah, I think we're yeah. fine. It, it's okay. whatever. We're just not going to get monetized, and they're not going to push us up in the algorithm for now. Uh, it's whatever darn i don't think they're yeah. gonna do that anyways dude. i don't think they were anyways unless we yeah. were paying for it not, uh, not if i'm starting episodes off being like yeah it's like edging right <laughs> you gotta hand money to google to get fucking pushed up in the algorithm dude i yeah i'm fine with that dude let's give all of our money to google that's how the, it works man they make those, you pay them um, for the advertising corporate tech bros over at google who are saints and don't do anything bad ever no, Google's a good company, solid company. You know, yeah, yeah. whenever a company is one of the biggest companies in the world, there's nothing foul about them. Definitely, Amazon, dude. Google, all of them. They got through Microsoft. They got through. They got their playing fair and through diligence and hard work, dude. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I heard somebody else said recently. I think another comic was talking about this. Um, is that 
if you want to be a billionaire and you want bad press about you to go away, you need to own your own newspaper. Like Bezos owns like Washington post or something. Bill Gates owns like, he owns like one of like the times or something like that. Like it's like, that's why you don't hear anything major news publication. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't hear anything bad about Google. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's every nobody uses fucking Bing, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Do you want to know bad things about Google? Too bad we won't show you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna, you're gonna, if you're gonna try and find some dirt on Google, you're gonna need to go on Ask Jeeves to you're find. You're gonna need that, to go to dude. TikTok for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> TikTok will tell you about how bad Google is. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, they're always, but dude, that's TikTok's whole thing is being like, check out how bad everybody is. I feel like that's most of TikTok. It really is. It's a lot of that and, like, self-diagnosing. I have, like, some fucking bit that I've been working on where I'm, like, TikTok's terrible as far as it goes for, like, self-diagnosing, you know? It's just, like, when you, like, it's, like, you'll be on TikTok and it's, like, if you don't like peanuts, it means you're autistic. Like, it's, like, I don't think that's a thing. No, not at all, dude. Yeah. It's it's bad. You know, like, uh... Uh, and we'll get into some metal stuff soon, but this is hilarious to me. Is like there literally has been an uptick, uh, and and people f- like girls faking Tourette syndrome on TikTok, dude. Like, look it up. People are just like, there's been a huge uptick in uh, just people like acting like they have Tourette syndrome. Do you think it has to do with that, like uh, Lewis Capaldi? Do you know Louis Capaldi? Uh, I do know Louis Capaldi, and I was wondering for a second if he was faking it, but he's not. No. <laughs> I watched his documentary on Netflix uh, the oh, other okay. day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. interesting guy. He I mean, seems I like really a like Louis of Capaldi. A he's hilarious and has a great voice. I'm not like the biggest fan of his, a lot of his songs necessarily, but dude, that voice is insane. Dude, I don't even really listen to his music. I don't like. I realized after watching the documentary that I knew his music, or while dot watching oh, it, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. I do know this guy's music i went into it wildly popular yeah i went into it though i went into it not knowing if i knew him though i was like i think i've heard of this guy i was like i've heard of his like i've seen tiktoks about him you know and then so i was like i'll watch this and then i was like oh i know his music and then also watching i was like this dude seems like a really genuine dude like who just got really overwhelmed by like the idea of fame and celebrity because it just hit him and he wasn't ready for it and i was like damn and like then it just triggered Tourette's and he's like I've always had it he's like but all the stress and fame and anxiety from that just made it way worse he's like I've always had tics he's like I just didn't know it was Tourette's until sure sure yeah no I mean that's that's crazy I like Luis Capaldi a lot so that kind of sucks but uh he seems to be managing it well better than these fucking girls on TikTok who don't really have it Yeah, he's Dude. he seems I don't I I feel like there's probably dudes too to That's, be fair. All right, I such no, I mean I haven't girls. seen a single dude doing that. Dude, <laughs> I think it's your algorithm. The bros, Jake. dude. This no. is your algorithm. No, no, because it's not even my algorithm. It's not. I don't go on TikTok. I just read about this in the news. TikTok's like this dude's really into chicks with Tourette's. We're gonna give him more no. of that. No, I read about this like in the literal news, dude. Oh. Also, you can just like find it on like YouTube. People just are like making like YouTube documentaries about this shit. Like, yeah, no, TikTok's like really bad for society. It turns out it's not. <laughs> it's not good, as it turns out. Yeah. 
And I think it should be, I do think it should be banned, but I think the government's kind of fucking up in the way that they're going about it, because they're just kind of being racist, dude. They're like, it's fucking China, dude. We gotta ban yeah, it because of it China. I'm like, yeah, you're right, but like, don't say that. Just, <laughs> like, that's not a good way to get the public on your side about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not the, they're trying to get the Republican vote. It is what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fun. That's a whole other thing. I guess we should probably get into music finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, TikTok right. has such a weird influence on music nowadays too. Like you can just literally get Dude. famous from a 30 seconds of your song being big on TikTok. I mean, one of the songs we're talking about today, I've seen people making TikToks already about this band because it's like such like a controversial thing, which is Better Lovers, 30 Under 13. Yeah. Uh, that's the song, uh, which is basically three members of Every Time I Die, yep. one member of Dillinger Stray from the Escape. Path. No, Dillinger Escape Plan. But isn't one of them from Stray from the Path? No. Uh, uh, Will Putney is in Fit for an Autopsy and like, seven other bands as well i swear one of them is stray from the path i thought i saw no. that in the article i think he's actually produced a stray for the path record before but i don't think no but oh, will yeah. putney's will putney mainly yeah. just produces but he's in a bunch of bands like will putney produced like knocked loose and you know uh i think every time i die's final record radical he produced like that yeah, dude's that dude's awesome Maybe that's the article I saw. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, so the singer is Greg Pusciato, ex-Dillinger Escape Plan guitarist is Will Putney, fit for an autopsy, and three ex-members of Every Time I Die, guitarist Jordan Buckley, drummer Clayton Goose, Holyoke, Holyoke yeah. and yeah. bassist Stephen Mikeech? McKeech? McKeechee, I Mikichi? think. Mikichi? Either way, three. Know. So the guitarist, drummer, and bassist of Every Time I Die, one of them being one of the Buckley brothers. Yes. Uh, and then Will Putney, fit for an autopsy, who, like you said, is a producing machine. Yeah. And then Greg Pucciato, ex Dillinger Escape Plan. It's a wild, wild super group. I mean, it's crazy how much they still sound like Every Time I Die. <laughs> like, I, even that vocalist. I honestly was hoping that that would be the case because i didn't want them to like lose that sound that they had it's such a good sound and they've just like perfected it over 20 fucking years so i'm glad that they kept that sound and i think they'll probably because dillinger was so weird like dillinger was just a weird fucking band so like i do think that uh they'll probably experiment a little bit more but as like a first single they probably just wanted to come out the gates like as heavy as possible as fast as possible yeah i mean let's uh let's get a uh copyright violation real quick let's do it <laughs> It does just start right out of the gate. Like yeah. as far as guitars and screaming, it sounds like an every time I die track. Like, yes, definitely. It, yeah, just instantly. And which Greg, is like, uh, Greg was actually on an old every time I die song. Uh, which song is that? It's on New Junk Aesthetic. He's on. Um, fuck, I can't remember the name of the song right now. But he's on. He's been on an every time I die track before. Yeah. I'm about to look it up. I'll yeah. figure it out real quick. But yeah, I mean, it is wild. Like, even vocally, it still 
sounds like fucking Keith Buckley, even though it's not, you know? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, kind of. They have... Dude, did you know that also? Distinct on... enough screams. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, like, even... It sounds similar, you know? Where yeah. it's not too too much of a departure where it still sounds like it could be. Well, it would have been weird if they got a vocalist who was in more of, like, the mid-lower range. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, I don't you know think on... that... So we're... Sir... Sorry. I just... No, go uh, On New Junk Aesthetic. We were just talking about that. Um... So Pete Wentz also did vocals on that album. I do know that, yeah. He's on After on... One Quarter of a Revolution, Pete Wentz yeah. of Fallout Boy. That's so wild. Well, Pete Wentz does all the screaming on like uh, that one song that Fallout Boy has. Yeah, with, like the Happy Tree Friends music video, like Carpal Tunnel of Love or something like that. They have a few songs, even on uh, their first EP. They have a couple songs on there with screaming as well. Yeah. Um, Saturday, their song Saturday from like their yeah, early yeah. album uh, has screaming on it. So, and that's all Pete as well. Remember when his dick pics got leaked on the internet, dude? I do. <laughs> I do remember that. Fucking Pete Wentz, dude. What yeah. a what a what a character. Um, you're saying fucking okay, okay. So Greg Pusciato, he was on the Marvelous Slut. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what it's he like was the on. second song on the new drum. You fucking aesthetic. nailed it. Yep. Second song, track number two. Only to be preceded by Roman Holiday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is what, I mean, it is interesting like that. I mean, I think this happens a lot, though, with like ex-band members start a new band with people who've been in other bands. They usually end up with somebody they've toured with or worked with before in some way, you know, like from oh, another yeah. band. Yeah, yeah. That tends to happen that way. And so it's not surprising, ultimately, that they went with somebody who's been on one of their previous albums and they've been in a studio with before, so they're comfortable being in a studio with. Oh, yeah, definitely. And plus, he's like a great vocalist and lyricist like i love old dillinger escape plan stuff dude they were not all of it some of it's a little too like out of pocket and weird polyrhythm stuff for me but some of the songs are yeah some of their songs are very straightforward though and i really like i i vibe with a lot of those songs so uh greg i've always i felt like greg was like a really really good choice for this band and like the fans are like extremely pleased that he's the guy that they chose. Yeah, I think he's a solid choice, especially with the sound that they have. Here, I want to play uh, another part of it. So, in the article that I have pulled up here uh, from Consequence of Sound, they mention that at the two fifteen mark, the track goes high speed hardcore. Yes, and so it I'm does just gonna pick skip up to, like, real that fast. Part. Yeah, yeah, so I'm well, gonna can skip you play to the part before it, so it kind of like transitions into it because I like how they like immediately yeah go i'll start at it. 203 sure yeah dude you just want to fucking rapid headbang at this part circle you know what bit, i mean dude yeah I'm about to yeah start dude i just want to like my room right bang now. my head as fast as i can <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's very that, it's extremely thrashy dude yeah it gets very thrashy there and i do love that it gets like really hardcore there It gets like that very old school hardcore punk sound, you know, yeah, which is yeah. like very much what every time I die kept going in a way is that hardcore punk sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. I mean, There's I was even a not nice always little shreddy guitar solo in there. Yeah. 
It's uh, dude, and like I was not always the biggest every time I die fan necessarily. Like mm. I like them, you know, and I always liked them, but I never like loved them necessarily. I never had anything against them. Just they're middle of the road for me. It wasn't something I usually chose to turn on, but I had yeah. all their albums saved in my music, you uh-huh. know. Um, but this is fucking solid. I really dig it, see, uh, and I'm actually, excited to see what more they my... have. Every Time I Die has been my favorite band for, like, a long time, actually. So I was always, uh, I was extremely you... bummed when they broke up. What made them, like, become your favorite band? Like, what was it for you? Uh, I mean, outside of the music, also is just, like, their personalities. Like, they have tour documentaries and a bunch of, like, tour videos and stuff like that. Them in the studio. And they're just, like, really funny lovable guys like andy williams who's not in this new project right now but they they're said they're saving a spot for him in the band if and when the time is right uh that dude is just like hilarious uh they're all extremely funny but like yeah all their tour videos i kind of just resonated with those guys uh yeah just stuff like that and then outside of that their music is sick and their live performances are just insane like, I didn't know about Every Time I Die until 2012. Uh, like, I knew about them, but I didn't really know any of their music. And then I saw them at Warp Tour, and I just, like, was blown away and immediately got hooked. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start listening to them. And it just kind of went from there. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that, dude. Sometimes it is, like, the live performance at a young age. That's, like, part of what sells it for you. I mean, that's uh, I think that's really what sold me on icy stars at a young age which is wild like yeah. most people don't get like my love for them and it's like i just saw them fucking killing it every time i saw them live at like local really shows they were so good live dude like especially for just teenagers like yeah. i i mean they killed it live like every time they were performers and that's part of like what really made me love them as a band is the live performance aspect of it uh yeah, they put on a performance from an early time. Like, they had lights and everything. Like, they had more production than most local bands were putting into it. Well, um, yeah. Well, they were also just, like, a big draw. Mm-hmm. So they were making a lot of money on certain shows. Like, I know people that used to work at Skateland West where they would just, like, dude, they would sell that place the fuck out. It would be I saw them packed. open for uh, – they opened on a show there. Also, What Happened in Vegas was on that show, but they were opening for, like – a Skylit Drive and like a few other bands. It was like a big tour. It was a big post hardcore emo tour. But I remember yeah. a Skylit Drive was one of the closers on that tour. Skyland okay. West. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know when Icy Stars used to headline shows there, they used to have like a fucking like seven thousand dollar guarantee or something like that. So it was, it was a lot of money. Cause they yeah, used to pay, they used to bring in like eight hundred kids in there. And so, you know, they're already covering their guarantee and ticket sales. And then so many of those kids would buy, you know, shit from the concession stand because it was like a it's also a skate rink. So it's like they would make a killing when Icy Stars would play there, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. That's it's so wild, like to think back about that, like that band was they peaked too early. <laughs> Like, they peaked yeah. so early. Well, dude, because, like, their second album did not do well, and it wasn't no. good. It's because the they got end rid of, of the world party. The yeah, they end got, of the they world took, party isn't good. 
Well, it's like they got big off of doing a certain thing, and then yeah. their second album, they t- pretty much stopped doing that thing. Like they were like, "Oh, we're gonna take a lot of the auto tune out of it. Also, we're gonna go ahead and take all of the screams out of it, one hundred percent." And like it was just like everybody's like, "This isn't what we signed up for." Like yeah. this is not why we got into you. This is not what we loved about 3D, the first album. Also, a big drop off in like production value from the first album to the second album. Mm-hmm. And, and then they came back around, but the problem is they lost a lot of people yeah. on that second album. Their and stuff I after that got good, but like it did, it did get good again. But like I won't lie, like uh, and I won't even name names. Uh, the because we're doing the Suckamore segment on this, where we're going to listen to my old band's EP that we never released because it's so bad. Uh, the the guy who like tracked and mixed and mastered that EP is also the guy who did Icy Star's uh, End of the World Party. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't need to name names. You, know, <laughs> you can just go on the, um, the holiest website on the planet, Google, and find out about it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, dude. Google. Uh... <laughs> Who produced End of the World Party? <laughs> and nothing against that guy. It's not even that he is a bad producer. I think he was just dealing with some bad personal shit at the time, and, you know, he was overwhelmed. Yeah. No, he, had, mean... he has a bunch of work out that is very quality. So I'm like, I don't I'm know what sure happened there. I'm sure Cameron Mizell is a nice dude. <laughs> Is that it? Oh, uh, I... or is it Joey Sturgis? Huh. I guess or I'm Matt saying, Dalton. It... Well, now we gotta bleep out names, dude. Because you said the guy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was that, oh, that third. It one, was dude. the third one. He did additional recording on uh, this album. Maybe he production just, I don't was know. Cameron. Produ- production engineering Cameron. It? So production and engineering was Cameron Mizell. Matt Dalton was additional recording, and Joey Sturgis is mastering. Oh, see, yeah, that's why, dude. So mixing might be Matt Dalton, considering it's just listed as additional recording. Um, yeah, you might well, have done. I, I'm pretty positive it. All the tracking there, what like it was at 37 Studios, because yeah. there was a point in time where we were tracking there, and Icy Stars wasn't, but their fucking trailer was outside. They just had their trailer stored out back of the studio. Ah. Yeah. They're probably just coming back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. Weird, man. Anyways, we got off on a weird tangent there. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll get back into Suckamore in a little bit. Because I got, I got the band that I brought this week, which I fucking... I love this band right now. I, uh, I've i listened to this band a lot lately. The Slice Squad? Uh, this is Slay Squad. Nice. This is who this is, dude. It's fucking... So they were on No Cover, the show on YouTube, um, yeah. which uh, was basically a competition show for heavier artists for the most part, or for alternative music, in a yeah. sense. Alternative um, rock and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was... Stuff. Yeah, it was like produced by Sumerian Records, so they did have a focus on trying to bring in heavy artists um, and alternative music in general. Uh, but yeah, it was the panel of judges was so weird and eclectic. It was Alice Cooper, Lizzie Hale, uh, Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders, and um, Gavin Rossdale from Bush. Yeah, and which the Bush <laughs> thing is hilarious. The fact that he was on there was strange, but 
Dude, he's also on incarceration festival. Bush is on incarceration, and they don't belong there. It's a way heavy no. festival, and Bush is out of place. I think that they just Bush must have the same management as a lot of heavy bands or something. That's my guess. I think they're under the same management, and so they're getting the same festivals, and they're getting like Gavin Rossdale got booked to be on like this show and stuff, you know. I think they've got some overlapping management or something like that. Is my guess. Yeah. Dude, Bush sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad That's band. neither here nor there. But yeah, the, this band was <laughs> This band was on that show, and that's how I discovered them as I was watching that show. And it was a fucking cool show. They had some really great bands. The band that won it's actually from Port Huron, uh yeah. Native Howl. Native Howl. I've seen um, them live, they're great. Yeah, my wife's seen them a bunch of times because she's from Marysville, Port Huron area. And when we, I was watching the show and she started watching it with me, and she's like, oh, that's the Native Howl? I almost made out with their bassist one time. And I was like, that's cool, babe. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, he was doing a basement show. Like, he was hitting on me. We almost made out, but it ended up not happening. <laughs> like, she was like, I blew another dude that night instead. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Ah, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's fucking funny, man. I, it's you know, it kind of would be cool to Damn. be like, I mean, I'm hey, sorry, whatever. Kyle. No, I'm I don't sorry. care. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love her to death. Hey, dude. you married it's her, fucking, dude. You got her. It's a funny you story. You got her in the long run. At the end of the day, it's a really funny story to me. That's, uh, like, I mean, that's yeah, all it is. Yeah. Small world, dude. I, exactly. I, I've met for those sure. guys. They're all sweethearts. Yeah, and Slay Squad made it to the finals against these guys, and. I loved it when Slay, when everybody did their little intro video on the show, almost like The Voice or whatever, or America's Got Talent. They had like when yeah. they introduced the band, they like they say what their influences are, like two or three influences. And most bands are like, you know, it's like an alternative band, and they're like, we like Blink One Eighty Two and the Alkaline Trio, and you're like, okay, I know what you're gonna sound like, right? Like, and then this band comes on, and they're like, our influences are Suicide Silence and Young Thug, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's very opposite ends of the spectrum like yeah. one's mumble rap i was like i guess i could see the overlap i was like one sort of mumble rap and one's like screaming so heavy you can't totally understand it i guess i was like so this should be interesting and it's like and then once you listen to it you're like oh i totally get the vision like i see exactly the vision here but these are like six dudes who are from like the inland empire in california which is not a great area of california it is uh, an area that's kind of ridden with a decent amount of crime and stuff. It sounds um, nice, though. <laughs> yeah. The Inland <laughs> Empire. It sounds it, really nice. It's not. It's the area of California that doesn't touch any of the water, you know? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So you imagine, like, if you're living in an area of California that touches none of the water, the reason it's called the Inland Empire is... It- it's not the nicest area, you know? Yeah. Like, the water, the places on the beaches are, like, Malibu and shit is where you want to be, you know? Yeah. Um, but these dudes, I find them very interesting. Uh, they, it, like, I, I don't want to call it new metal because it doesn't, ne- it, it is, but it's not in a sense. Like, it's very, it, they call it ghetto metal. That's what they call it. Um, I like and that. I love that. It's like, yeah. it very much applies. So I'll play, I'll just sort of play a little clips from a few. So I got Mongo, Beam, and Shishin. All right. Honestly, Mongo is like maybe one of their heavier ones right now, but, uh, I just, yeah, I'll just play it. Yeah. 
fucking heavy, dude. You know what I mean? Also, I want to say their drummer, dude, he fucking rips. Like, yeah. like on the show, like when you see him, like go at it. Their drummer is fucking solid, man. Yeah. yeah. Then it breaks down to like this fucking trap song for a second. Then it's gonna get real heavy again. It's fucking wild. So that song though, it's uh it's also produced by um Morgoth, which is the guitarist for Winds of Plague. Oh really? Um yeah, and he produces a lot of like emo and or not like I guess like emo rock and fucking trap metal stuff and stuff like he's like the leader in trap metal these days at least as far as production goes it's pretty wild what's his name morgoth m-o-r-g-o-t-h it's morgoth beats uh okay but like look up his production his production's fucking deep dude like you'll like you'll see stuff and be like holy shit that was him too like it's wild um he's done a lot but Bo uh peep? here yeah i think so Bo peep yep i think a little bit of it this is beam this song's fucking wild. This song talks about, like, the one dude who raps, he talks about, like, if he found out who his dad's killer was now, he'd go fucking shoot him. Like, he's this song's called Beam. He's like, if I ran into my pop's killer, I'd beam him. Like, and like that's the fucking, like, that's what he's talking about. Like, he's like, he's lucky that he got locked up before I found out what his name is. Is like what the lyrics essentially say. Pretty heavy. Yeah. Dude, like, it's the only time I've ever heard somebody scream in a metal song, ain't got a doubt if I'm about it, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, like, <laughs> not you, like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know? I have zero doubts that you are not about it. Dude, this band you. should go on tour with King810. I feel like that'd be the tour, man. Like, they, they feel should. like they'd be a good fit for each other. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. I think they'd actually be maybe a bad influence on each other. <laughs> yeah, <probably. laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it'd be good ethically for them to be around each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, this tour's ending in prison tour. Uh <laughs> yeah, dude. We're gonna play in Folsom County prison, dude. Yeah, if we make it to the end of this, it's gonna be okay. God damn, yeah, dude. That's hilarious. It's fucking funny, man. Yeah, I think they'd be a good fit musically, but I think you are correct. They'd be a bad influence on each other, I think. Yeah. Um I think King Eight One O would probably be the worst influence. I don't know, but it's funny. Uh, here, I'll play a little clip. Also, of more also, songs. I was looking at like a band photo of them recently, and I do want to say, I can't imagine how crazy the one white boy in this band has to be, dude. <laughs> in Slay Squad, he's got to be a wild one, dude. In Slay Squad, yeah, he's the drummer. Oh and yeah, he, he fucking rips, oh, dude. Okay. Yeah, dude, he's the drummer. What's I? Here's what I love: is their bassist. Uh, when they were on No Cover, uh, he was like like after they finished their song 
Tosin Abasi, uh, apparently their bassist was just like their homie. They lost their bassist right before they went on the show or something. Yeah, yeah. And so they just got a bass and got Which like that their homie. could mean something worse <laughs> than a normal band losing their bassist. Yeah, they might have yeah. actually lost their bassist, dude. <laughs> dude, like, so like they like lost their bassist. I don't know what happened. And then they just got like their homie, just like yeah, their friend. Yeah. Like they asked him, like, come play bass for us. He's like, I don't play bass. And they were like, learn figure it out we got a base for you and like so they just got their dude like their ride or die dude to like just come learn bass for them and then they're playing and then at like they fucking rip and like everybody's complimenting them on like no cover all the judges are complimenting them and toasted a boss he's like you guys have a great sound i love it he's like one thing is your bassist do you have you haven't been playing long have you and the rest of the band's like oh he fucking got you like they all start yeah. just clowning on the basis <laughs> instead of being like oh shit yeah unfortunately like they're all just like dog you just got clowned like, <laughs> yo just tosin like, just fucking exposed you yeah like they all just start clowning on the basis right in front of all the judges and everything and like it's so fucking funny like seeing that vibe instead of them getting all scared and be like oh no like they yeah just be yeah like, yeah fuck yeah that's our dog actually he doesn't really know how to play like, he can't play yeah he was doing open funny. notes yeah it's fucking funny dude that is it great. Was, yeah it's great uh and i love that vibe where it's like you could tell they're all friends too you know like yeah, which you gotta yeah. love that like so they're having fun doing what they're doing also like They've said it's like you hear it's a story you hear with rappers a lot of times with these dudes where they're like, this music is helping to keep us off the streets, basically. They're like, it was music or the streets. And we ended up <laughs> choosing music. And like, yeah, well, then the they definitely they're... shouldn't tour with King 810 because <laughs> yeah. King yeah. 810 chose music and the streets, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, why not have both? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah, man. Fucking funny, but it's good. I'll just play those two songs and we can get on to Suck a More segment because Seashin is also on there. Seashin's fucking phenomenal. I love that song as well. Check out any of Slay Squad. They have a song called X that's out right now that got is on like Sirius XM right now. And this song X is also produced by Morgoth as well. So if you're into Mongo, X has a similar sound to it. I like the sound of Beam and Seashin a little more than I like Mongo and X. But that's just personally. I mean, like I think Mongo and X are a little bit heavier and a little more like, I mean, a little more disjointed, if you will. Uh, but it's still really good. Good yeah. shit. I really enjoy it, and I'm excited to see what they put out when they finally put out an album, because they haven't put out, like, a full album since No Cover yet, since, like, really perfecting their sound. So yeah, I'm, it's been, like, mostly is, singles, right? Mostly singles, since, like, this sort of sound that you're hearing is mostly singles, so it's, like, I'm excited to see what the final product ends up coming out and looking like, uh, and I wonder who it's going to be released under, because they have management now. They're on tour on the Chaos and Carnage tour with Suicide Silence and Dying Fetus are the headliners. Um, okay. It's got Sanguisa, 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 Sanguisa Go Do you know the band I'm talking about? Sanguisa Bog uh, or something? Yeah. Sanguisa Go Bog? Uh, yeah. They had a video go viral recently where they were, like, throwing a football into the crowd. They're like, whoever brings us this football after we're done at the merch booth gets a free T-shirt. And they threw the football into the crowd and then just started playing a fucking heavy hardcore song. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And you just see a bunch of dudes piling on each other in the crowd. Yeah. It was a TikTok. A bunch of dudes. It was literally a dog pile, like a football, like like a football dog pile. And, like. Yeah, they're like, whoever brings us this at our merch booth after our set gets a free t-shirt. 
<laughs> and like throw it into awesome. the pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently uh, X Tyrant X has done this before too, though. But fun stuff. Okay. But it's a big tour, Chaos and Carnage. Um, you know, they're getting to tour Suicide Silence and fucking Diabetes. They're doing the festival circuit as well. They'll be at Incarceration, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to see them there because I've never seen Slay Squad live before. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I've been into this band for a minute. They were also one of the selling points for Incarceration for me, honestly. Um, I was either going to go see the Chaos and Carnage tour in Pontiac, which just came through, which I didn't go to, or, and then I saw about the Incarceration, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just go see them there. Yeah, um, yeah, you got more bang so, for your buck on that, too. Exactly, and I'm excited to see it. I mean, it will be a daytime set, which kind of sucks, but otherwise, like, I found out at the Chaos and Carnage tour, they're the opening band, so, like, they're the ones who go on first, so it's like, either way, they are going to be up early, you know? Yeah, exactly. On the Chaos and Carnage tour, they're going up at, like, fucking 4.30 p.m., I think, most nights, because there's so many bands on the tour. Who else is on so, that? Uh, it's, like, Sanguisa Gabog, um, fucking, uh, Dying Fetus, Suicide Silence... Um, there's a few other ones. Who else? Who else? Let me look at the image of the poster real quickly. Um, it's a big tour, dude. Fuck it. What is this? God damn it. Chaos and Carnage 2023. They do it like every year. So there's like a bunch of these. Fucking... I got to type in 2023. Okay. Born of Osiris. Aborted. Sanguisugabog and Crown Magnetar or something. Fucking. There's I don't a know, band man. named Aborted. Aborted. Yeah. That's heavy, dude. It is a fucking heavy, heavy fucking name, dude. Slay Squad, Crown Magnetar, Sanguisugabog or whatever you know. Um, Aborted, Born of Osiris, sleeping with, or Suicide Silence, not Sleeping with Sirens, Suicide that Silence, and Dying Fetus. Which, <laughs> yeah, by Sleeping the way, with Sirens in the middle of there. Yeah, by the way, for the Suckamore segment, I'm saving the song with Kellen Quinn for last. So you got to wait a little while <laughs> to hear it. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um, dude, and when they did it at the Crowfoot, they used all three rooms at the Crowfoot. Werner's room, Pike room, and Crowfoot. And they had a bunch of, like, other local openers. Boar Worm, The Covalescence, Flesh Wood, Grape Bloom, Hate Unbound, Red Lord, 10,000 Teeth, Triangulations, and We Will Rot. Started at 4 p.m. were doors. Oh. That's I hate so a show many. That's, I hate a show that starts that early, dude. That's fucking ridiculous, man. Sanguisugabog. It's S A N G U I S U G A B O G G. That name's a fucking nightmare, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's Sanguisugabog. I remember the Chris Garza talking to Jesus piece about uh, that band. Oh, and, and Wrist Meat Razor. Wrist Meat Razor. Yeah, that's also on the it's tour. A fucking super emo name. Yeah, <laughs> that's also on the tour. But it's a big tour, you know what I mean? As far as like yeah. death metal goes. Um, and it's big for Slay. It's like their first big tour, at least, with Slay Squad. It's their first big one. Um, and then they're also doing the festival circuit along the way throughout the summer, uh, which is great for them. So that's cool. Dope. I uh, I quite enjoy them. And we can move on now to uh, Suckabore. I'm done with my tangent on the trap metal band today. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Oh, man, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so embarrassing for me, dude. All right, so we're going to do Sicko 4. 
Yeah, Master? Master 4. I know the name of this song. I don't know the name of all the songs on this EP anymore. I can't remember. Uh, but I know three of them. And this one is Bears in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 about like dude. none of the guitars seem in sync with each other here. <laughs> no. Dude, like they're just is... one's like over like and the other one's like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough, dude. It's pretty rough. I'm not, like, dude, the vocals are extremely bad, dude. Too. Yeah, it's, just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah, like when you're like fucking just pan frying your throat, basically, you know, before you actually know how to scream and you're not using your actual chest, you're just pan frying your throat the whole this time. This is like right around the time Tony learned how to do fry screams and that's what he was doing here and they weren't good yet yeah <laughs> about to get real heavy dude he's trying so hard to do that deep right there i mean dude he i, did, I don't think he's trying jeremy did have i'll say this at this point jeremy did have good screams couldn't sing on key yet though for some reason okay the singing that, in this song is terrible dude well that that deep growl sounds like a child trying to do a growl <laughs> you know what wow, i mean you play it again that's a pretty good guttural dude I'm sorry. It sounds like a teenager doing gutturals. Like, he was a teenager. He was 18. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's like you can hear a child's voice doing gutturals as opposed to a grown man doing gutturals or like a grown yeah. person's voice doing gutturals, you know? like Yeah, I get that. Uh, it's like it, I hate to even say it, but it's like you can like usually tell like a woman doing the screaming in a band a little bit too. It, like and not always, but like with Spirit Box, if you like, you kind of hear it. I, you like, can, I can tell, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not even trying to be a dickhead. I can absolutely tell. It's dude. It's really apparent. There's a couple that'll fool you. There's a few of them out there that can fool you. And you just it's won't a, know. it's really really apparent in more in like hardcore, like traditional hardcore. When it's like a girl vocalist yeah they have like it's a like, very distinctive like yell to it well it's because you usually they typically have a higher like they are usually in a higher register when they talk already like yeah and it's just like when you're a teenager you're talking in a higher register than you are as a grown adult you know like yeah so you could tell it's a teenager doing gutturals is what, so, I mean. what you're trying to say is jeremy sounds like a lady here no <laughs> he sounds i'm saying he sounds like a teenager doing yeah. gutturals a yeah. teenager teen lady which it's like that's where he was so there's nothing wrong with that's what it sounds like it's just that's no, what it sounds no, like no but that's you know? pretty good for an 18 year old yeah these songs suck though <laughs> 
Panic chords. It's pretty it was, sick, dude. It was so signature and like post hardcore at the time, though. Oh, Every post hardcore band had those. It didn't matter. Like most, and I'll say these fit in a lot better than some of these other bands shoehorned them in. Like I listened to like Attack Attacks, like Someday Came Suddenly album. Like and it's like, terrible. Yeah, but really shoehorned in there. Like in hindsight, I listened to it. And I'm like, those are weird spots to put dissonant chords on that album. Yeah, I mean, trust me, there. are there's a lot of parts in this EP where you're going to be like, what the fuck were you guys thinking? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. This, okay. makes, this transition makes no sense. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, I'll be honest, this little riff that you got going here, I don't mind that riff, dude. I don't love the vocals over top of it currently. Well, yeah, I would, no. But, like, I love that. I like that. I don't want to say love, but I like that riff that it's you not, got going it's there. It's not, yeah. dude. Here's the thing. <laughs> I listened to this EP all the way through last night, and I was like, huh, there are so many good ideas on this <laughs> yeah. executed absolutely terribly, dude. It's yeah, it's such poor execution. I mean, I remember when I was in bands at this age, and it's like we just didn't have the concept of song structure. I think I, when I was playing guitar at this age, um, I was writing in a very similar style where it's like we were like, all right, one of us sort of just has to chug and keep the song moving, and then the other one could just sort of play whatever, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like we're just like style – the other one just stylizes the song, yeah. you know? Well, like, ignored, that's what it was. We ignored traditional song structure because also that's what a lot of our favorite bands were doing. Like, Same. Like my favorite band around that time was probably like Chiodos, and they – did not fuck with traditional song structure at all, except for maybe on, like, Bone Palace Ballet a little bit. I'll tell you, when I was, uh, the one band that I really wrote with that we recorded anything, and I don't, we had a guitar demo at one point. that I don't know if that exists. I might be able to find that guitar demo. We never recorded the full song, but I want to say it was, like, a 30-second to a minute-long guitar demo that me and the other guitarist recorded together. Yeah. I've got to, I'll search for it. I'll see if I can find it. But regardless, I want to see that band practice that. video. From it's not Vimeo. a band practice. It's a performance at our Battle of the Bands. I rough. have to fucking see that. And dude. it's us performing things that rhyme with Orange by I Set My Friends on Fire. No. Dude, <laughs> yes. That God, yes. man. We opened our set with that. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's tragic. <laughs> yeah. There's a fucking... That was the first thing I learned how to play on my synthesizer was the opening riff to things that rhyme with orange. I have to see that video. But yeah. Anyways, let's push forward with... Also, I will say this. There's going to be a riff on the song we do on the next episode that you'll really like. It's more of like a southern riff. Yeah. And then we just lose it like 30 seconds later. That's what I was about to say. If I find the guitar demo ever from the one band that I wrote with, which actually isn't the band that I have the performance video with, the one that I actually like recorded with was a different band, the guitar demo. And uh, that one was more of a Southern riff too because I was very inspired by Maylene and the Sons of Disaster at the time because yeah. I fucking love that band. I still do to this day, and I'm so happy they're back together. I'm stoked about that. That's um, pretty dope. 
Yeah, they're fucking. They released a new song and it fucking rips. We should go over that in a future episode. I want to talk about them. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you'll like I, this riff. Dude, I it was, was like to it, it was like a, I was writing southern riffs. Like the other guitarist is like do it. Like the other guitarist should have been the lead. I'll be honest. I should okay, not. Yeah. He should not have let me take the lead. Like he was way better than me. Like and he knew it too. But he let me take the lead. And I remember him being like, I couldn't nail the riff, and him being like, Do you want me to just like help you record this one? I was like, No, dude, I got it. Like, uh, <laughs> fried. So, all right. Yeah, exactly. Arrogance. All right, we'll keep going in your songs. I just so yeah. bad, dude. I'm yeah. Keep going. Sounds like you said barf bag. <laughs> barf bag. Okay. Oh, this is painful. Yeah. I'll say to his credit, I've listened to Sycamore stuff that was the polished up version, and the vocals sounded way better than this. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just. This is dude, rough. He's just off key. Yeah. Like, he's oh, not for sure. hitting the right notes. And yeah, I don't. It's always I mean, been... he figured it out at a certain point, kind of. Yeah. No, he definitely figured it out. Um, but this is, yeah, this is rough. This is a long song. We're like halfway through. I know, dude. Wait till you hear the guitar solo that has vocals on it the entire way through. Here's the guitar solo, dude, that has vocals on it the entire way Why through. Why did it just, like, stop playing? Oh, it stopped? Yeah. Like, stop playing. Huh. What the fuck? It should still be playing. What the fuck? That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> they really buried that solo, huh? Yeah, that solo's getting buried there, dude. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, they just went right over you. <laughs> just singing the other guitars just as loud as you. Well, we thought it was sick. <laughs> yeah. To bury the solo. Yeah. It's like how almost all like post-hardcore music turned down the bass almost all the way. Oh, gotta get brutal one time before the end. You gotta, dude. Yeah, this is where you drop down into crabcore stance, right? You gotta do the crouching headbang. All in synchronized. 
Holy oh, shit, no that... fun. Like, you didn't even put a fun little fucking voiceover at the end. I, you know, you're supposed to end a hardcore song back then with like, but you don't even know what it's like to be, you know, like not like you say that you want to like take a clip from a movie. You know, you like it's a fuck it. You use a joke from like Step Brothers or something right at the end of the song. We're like, does this yeah. mean we're best friends now? And then it goes into the next song for some reason. I think in the demo of that song, which is like even rougher than that, even way worse sounding than that, which I, I'll never be able to locate that file. There's no way. It's That's gone into the abyss. But uh, yeah, in the demo of that song, we had like the Willy Wonka thing where he's like, you lose, good day, sir. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> it was always. I was like, how did I fucking call it, dude? Like, dude, the, like that was your... so signature hardcore. You're you're more likely to be able to track down that Sycamore demo than I am because if you have a bunch of MySpace demos, it might just be in your files somehow. Dude, I have so many MySpace demos; it's crazy. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I <laughs> no nobody knows is because I sent it to you earlier. But like, I took screenshots of the two Sycamore EPs that I had on my Apple Music saved that I had downloaded, and I was like, "Hey, were you on these?" And I sent them to you the screenshots, and you're like. That's fucking wild that you have that song. Like, yeah, no. Dude. <laughs> I have can, a song that's not on streaming of yours. Like the Man of Fontana one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because well, the dance dance cover is not streaming anywhere either. You can no. find those on YouTube, but you got to dig a little bit. That, yeah, but I got it on MySpace back in the day. It's like dated as 2012 in my music. <laughs> you can see, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's wild. That's funny, man. It does track though. 2012 was right around uh, my senior year. That was my senior year. So yeah, it would have been around like 18, 19 there, something okay. like that. Maybe, maybe 17. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that. Uh, 18 around Jesus then. Jesus Christ! I can't even believe they put that. They put that out as an EP. Yeah. It was on, I think, MySpace or something. That's. I weird. got it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember ever like releasing an EP like that. I don't it maybe not maybe it wasn't an EP maybe it was all the singles and I just bunched them together in my iTunes yeah. as an EP and it was all the singles that were released on their MySpace and I just put them all together into one folder like that I feel like that's so. probably what happened yeah yeah, I don't think it was. I think I maybe labeled it as Sycamore EP. Maybe it was put out as an EP though. I yeah, don't know. those songs suck, dude. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit, that's wild. I was that was fun, man. Flashbacks to yeah. being, being in the studio tracking that shit, dude. It's wild. There man. was one song on it I couldn't even like remember writing or ever recording. Where I was like, I don't remember the song like at all. This is crazy. Dude, I got jokes that are like that, where I've watched, like, an old set of mine from, like, my first two years into stand-up, and I was like, I don't even remember having that joke at any point. It's like, I, that was a joke I did? Yeah, I exactly. said that on stage? Like, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, there was that, and then I had a flashback to me and Tony getting into a fight at the studio because he uh, teabagged me. <laughs> he, he dropped his bare nuts onto my head while I was playing video <laughs> games, and I didn't like that. And then we fought. Yeah, I mean, today we call that sexual assault, but back then it was <laughs> yeah, called yeah. just fun with the boys. It was you know? just be, we were just boys being boys. Yeah. He didn't he didn't sexually assault me. It was two thousand eight. 
2008, so it wasn't then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we fought, and I actually like fucked up my hand and had to track guitar with like a messed up hand, which sucked. I mean, he, he kind of deserved that. I'll be honest. I deserved it? No, he did. Oh, he kinda yeah, deserved, no. Yeah, he kind of deserved that. No, you did <laughs> It's, be funny. it's like, really nah, funny. Dude, you're playing video games. You deserve to get nuts on your head, dude. Yeah, That's what yeah. happens when you play video games at the studio with your friends, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's just you know, par for the course, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're tracking at the studio. You're staying the night there. You know what I mean? Because we were sleeping in the studio because, like, they had, like, a back room with, like, beds and stuff. So we were staying there. Yeah. Fun times, man. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it is in hindsight. You know, you look at it and you're like, it was fun in hindsight, you know, until it fell apart. Yeah. I mean, it was funny even after we stopped fighting. I was like, all right, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny that you just dropped your nuts on my dome that's cool what a fun way to what a fun way to end the studio trip but yeah well, dude what a right, fun we'll way to end up. this podcast is nuts yeah. on the dome dude nuts on the dome, dude yeah good thing we're doing this podcast on zoom kyle that's a, it's a great title for the episode is nuts on the dome nuts on the dome yeah no, that's the episode we'll figure title, something but out. yeah uh yeah that's the episode uh follow us on instagram at comic jake ford I'm at, I am Kyle Forsyth. The podcast is at Unless You Live Hardcore. Yeah, listen, watch on YouTube, dude. I don't listen. know. We have video on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music or on a website somewhere, come check it out on YouTube. We have video, and you can see our faces talking about this and see facial reactions to me listening to Sycamore. <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't want to see our faces and you just want to keep listening on Spotify or Amazon, or not Amazon, Apple Podcasts, uh, like and, you know, or not like, but rate and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a, a review. Give it a five-star rating. Yeah. So it pumps and tell out. your friends. So the algorithm pumps it out, dude. And tell all your friends, share any clips that you see that we share out there. <laughs> Everything helps us. We appreciate anybody who's listened up to this point. I know there's probably not a ton out there yet, but we appreciate every single one that there is. So Yeah, dude. We love thank you. Guys. you. Uh, and talk to y'all next week. Hell Bye. Yeah.